0: What's going on? Dan Bach here with a special edition of the Morning Grind on rotogrinders.com. Of course, our friend Stevie TPFL taking the day off today. He'll be back tomorrow with some more uh, esports uh, content for you here on the Morning Grind. But today it's uh, Christmas for me. It's the NFL Draft. Uh, I've been talking a lot about it on the SiriusXM show. I've been grinding these odds for... Uh, what seemingly is months on end and uh, today's the day. So we're going to talk a little bit about it, where you can play from a fantasy perspective, a sports betting perspective, and uh, and have a little fun with this one. So uh, again, we're we'll talking a little bit of NFL draft this morning uh, and happy to do so with you guys. And of course the draft, one of the more exciting days, and, and I've spoken about this a lot on the radio show, but you know, for people who haven't, been able to listen to that, I still think the draft is one of the best opportunities you have in sports betting in terms of the edge that you can gain. Because unlike the uh, regular season games where you can bet totals and and point spreads and even you know player props, all those things are derived via really smart algorithms. Um, and when you look at draft betting odds, a lot of the odds are swinging Either on people making bets, or even more so, people um, doing mock drafts. Guys like Mel Kiper Jr. and and whatnot. And it, it's really not particularly sharp because the bookmakers are really not at that much more of an advantage than you are. Because this is the one time where a lot of the information that comes out is misinformation. Because if you're a general manager, what upside do you have by leaking out what you're going to do with a pick? There's absolutely zero upside in that. Um, on the flip side, though, if you leak out bad information, suddenly that can give you um, a little bit better of an edge. It might you know, convince another team to do something they weren't going to do. So half of the stuff that I'm reading, I really don't believe, and I think that... You know the unpredictability of the draft really lends itself to being a potential money maker from a betting perspective. Because the one thing you have to remember too is, especially if you're you're you know you're actually doing the the sports betting here, um, I rarely would take a wager on an NFL draft that's minus money. Now, obviously, you've got like Joe Burrow going number one, Chase Young going number two. Those are feeling like kind of locks in this draft but you got to lay just an insane amount of money to get anything back on it so uh you don't really want to do that but you look at some of these other wagers like anything in that like minus 120 range um I, I just or minus 170 range minus 200 uh there's too much unpredictability for me to be laying money on draft wagers especially when you can get a lot of plus money bets out there. And we're going to kind of talk about some of those in terms of uh, where we think maybe some of the better long shots exist. And uh, if you're in a regulated market like New Jersey or Indiana or maybe close to one of those regulated markets and it's uh, driving across the border, you can take advantage of that. Uh, if you haven't gone to the Roto Grinders sports betting link uh, right on the front page of rotogrinders.com, we've got bonus offers, points bets, FanDuel, DraftKings, uh, BetMGM, uh, pretty much all these different books that are available to you. uh, We've got those links. So definitely click through those if you can. Helps us out a ton. And if you are not in one of those places, uh, there is a place that you can play uh, fantasy for money. Now, there's free to play games. I think DraftKings is doing a pool, FanDuel is doing a pool monkey knife fight is doing uh, some free to play games but the one spot where you can actually play real money games for the nfl draft that i've seen is our friends over at prize picks and if you haven't tried them out um dot picks.com is the uh is the website and you know these guys it's basically like um you're over you're going over under on draft orders for the players for the quote-unquote, board that they have out. And then you kind of parlay these fantasy props together to get, um, you know, certain payouts. So if you took three players and uh, let's say you wanted to go, you know, $10 on, you know, over, under on three different guys, you're looking at a return of uh, five to one on three different players so if you think you've got the over under on these guys pegs you get three to one on on a three play and if you go to four I think it goes up to I'm checking here right now uh, that looks like I'll have to double check I think the uh, the payout on that let me see here Uh, doing this on the fly here because I usually don't go four. Let's see, three is, okay, four pick entry is 10 to one. So you can get pretty solid return on that if you can manage to get uh, four of these over-unders right uh, on prize picks. So again, if you haven't tried that out, promo code GRINDERS, uh, 25% matching bonus up to 1K. So uh, 1K in bonus funds is pretty impressive in today's DFS. So if you're looking for a sweat, Today in the NFL Draft Prize Picks. Good spot for you to get it uh, if you want to play some real money games. All right, let's kind of get into this draft and what I think is going to happen. And, you know, a lot of uncertainty after we get through the first two picks. And the real question is what is Detroit going to do? Uh, You know, some speculation that a team is going to uh, trade up, maybe take a Tua. Um, I just don't really see that happening. Uh, cause I think a team like New England is no way going to give up enough draft capital to move up uh that far in the draft. And a team like Miami, uh, I, I don't think they need to move up. I think they can stay where they're at. So I think that you've got Detroit and the Giants kind of sitting here in a spot where they want to make trades, but I just don't know if they've got any dance partners to go up and uh, and do it, and you know there was some smoke screens out there that Miami is going to trade up and take a uh, offensive lineman. I think Silva actually uh, mocked that out in his latest, and that would just be an enormous mistake if you ask me. I just cannot find the upside in giving up draft capital to take an offensive lineman when there's going to be a ton of them there at number five. So if you don't want to take a quarterback, you don't have to. But it's not like moving up two spots to get, you know, the pick of these offensive linemen. They're all really, really good, and it just wouldn't make any sense to do that. So, you know, in in my estimation, I I think those teams want to trade. I just don't know that they're going to be able to. So for me, it comes back down to number five with Miami, and I've been steadfast that I think they're going to uh, take Tua Tungavaiola at number five, and I'm standing by it. Uh, I think that there's actually been a lot of um, smoke screens put out and everything is either, oh, the Dolphins like Herbert better. Um, oh, you know, the Dolphins are going to trade up and take an offensive lineman. There's nothing out there that's saying that Miami loves Tua. They're going to take Tua. And I don't think that's coincidental because I think Miami is sitting there and saying to themselves, like, we don't want to tip our hand. Like, we have nothing to gain by having other people know we like Tua. Because if somebody else does as well, then they're going to jump into that three or four spot in front of us and take him. And if Miami doesn't have to spend draft capital to take their guy, they don't want to. So I think that's what this is about. I think they've probably been eyeing Tua the entire time. And a lot of this stuff we're hearing is trying to throw these uh, other GMs off the scent a little bit and not let them know how interested they really are. So... Uh, I really think, uh, you know, three and four, I think the Giants are going to go linemen. Uh, Detroit, is it Derek Brown? Is it Jeff Akuta? Akuda's the one that's really been falling in a lot of mock drafts here lately. I think Kuiper this morning had him going to Jacksonville at nine. And as a Jags fan, I would be ecstatic if such things happen. Uh, Isaiah Simmons, another big name out there. But again, a lot of unpredictability here. But also, I don't think a lot of money-making kind of spots for us so um so I like Tua going to go into Miami at five uh if that doesn't happen you know then we got the question is does he go to the Chargers at six because I think the Chargers would probably take him I think he fits what they kind of want to do which is Tyrod Taylor for a year you're out in LA you need to sell tickets you need a big name I don't think Justin Herbert is that big name and uh for me a lot of these people a lot of these mocks have Tua as the guy falling. For me, I think it's Justin Herbert because I'm not sure the Chargers go this route at number six. I think they take one of these offensive linemen, um, and if they want to take a quarterback, maybe they take one in early round two. Maybe a Jordan Love falls. Maybe a Jalen Hurts is somebody they're eyeing. Uh, I just can't fathom them taking Justin Herbert at six, especially because like you still have... like. A Jameis Winston or a Cam Newton out there who you could plug in uh, for even a year if you didn't want to go with Tyrod Taylor like I just think spending uh, a top pick on Justin Herbert's a mistake and I think he's the guy that could fall that a lot of people aren't talking about because I cannot see Tua getting drafted after Justin Herbert and maybe uh, I'm just a Tua fanboy Or something, but uh, I've watched these guys play a lot of college football over the years. And, you know, Tua was the highest ranked passer, uh, I think, in the history of FBS ever, highest ranked ever. And to think that Justin Herbert's going to jump him, uh, yeah, I understand the injury concerns that are there with, with Tua. Uh, I don't think you can understate that, but I also think that the upside and the the likelihood of him becoming a generational quarterback is far greater than what you're going to get in Justin Herbert. So um, that's kind of the way that I see this going, is I think Herbert is the guy who falls. And if you look at, you know, some odds here, see um, the odds on teams to draft Justin Herbert uh, you can get some good prices because everybody's got the Dolphins or Chargers, okay? I'm not sold that that's happening. So therefore, um, like those two teams are anywhere from plus 125 to plus 175. Uh, I don't think Jacksonville's taking a quarterback in round one. I, another thing that I've had a strong opinion on, I just think that they have too many holes to fill. They've said publicly that they trust Gardner Minshew so um, for me, I think Jacksonville not going to go quarterback here. So that takes basically the third favorite off the board, and then that leaves you with a team like New England, a team like the Raiders, uh, a team like the Colts, and this is where you get some some kind of juicy odds on these guys, where you can get the Raiders um, on DraftKings at uh, fourteen to uh, fourteen to 1, 16 to one over on BetMGM, the Patriots at twenty to one to draft Justin Herbert over there on Bet MGM. Um and I think those two make a ton more sense cuz the Raiders have multiple picks here in the first round. So, you know, I think it makes a little bit more sense for them maybe to take a shot on a QB when you've got another uh you've got another first rounder. Yes, they went out and got Mariota this off season, but both he and Carr there's no money committed to them after twenty twenty. So it wouldn't surprise me one bit to be to see them try and get their next quarterback. Um and I just love the the odds that we're getting on on a couple of these teams here. So uh those are the kind of bets that I would be looking at. I mean, the if it's not the Dolphins and the Chargers, I'm I'm clearly in the minority on this one. Um so and if it's not the Jaguars, which I just gosh, maybe it's just me being a fan and saying don't Take this guy. Um, I think the only realistic options are the Patriots and the Raiders. So you got some pretty good, you know, odds on them. So that's kind of how I'm seeing this quarterback spot go. After that, you know, you can look at some of the prices on Jordan Love. Again, two teams that definitely make some sense are going to be, you know, New England, the Raiders. They're about eight to one, six to one. Uh, but a few other teams I think who actually are the favorites here are the Colts and the Saints. Uh, Saints at uh, plus 600 on FanDuel, the Colts plus 400 on FanDuel, uh and maybe even a team like the Packers at plus 800. I think maybe one of these teams late in round 1 try to look for their quarterback of the future. Kind of a little bit, you know, I want to say against the Packers doing it. I, I'm not sure that they're ready to kind of go that route and 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 you know, use a first round pick on it. Um so we'll have to keep our eye on that situation, and uh, but he's in. It, but you know, you've got some teams late in round one that could be making that move for Jordan Love, and then the last quarterback to uh, talk about is Jalen Hurts, which I think is the most fascinating player maybe in this draft. A couple weeks ago was like plus two thousand to go in the first round. Now he's down to like five, six to one in different spots. And the thing you have to remember about quarterback spots is you know. You, in a first-round pick, you get that extra option year, which can be huge for you as a, as a team in terms of being able to build your squad out. I mean, getting these quarterbacks on rookie deals and getting them on those rookie deals as long as you can uh, is a huge benefit to teams and team building. So it wouldn't surprise me to see a team like San Francisco trade out late in round one for a team that wants to take a shot on Jalen Hurts and with the success of mobile quarterbacks um, like Lamar Jackson and he's not a freaky athlete like Lamar Jackson but um, I think he's more of a mold of a, of a Dak Prescott type quarterback who's had a lot of success uh, is about to get a huge contract there from Dallas uh, I could easily see a guy like Hurts gaining some momentum and maybe sliding in late in round one and if you follow me on Twitter one of my favorite bets has been taking the points bet on Jalen Hurts, what that basically means is, um, so if you bet a um, hundred, or let's just let's say you bet ten dollars on the under for him, and the number that was that they had for him until yesterday was sixty-one. So that meant like every pick under sixty-one, you'll win ten dollars. So because um, you're basically you're buying uh, just multiplies by every number um, that you're, that you're correct by. Now on the flip side, you also will lose that much more for every one that he would go beyond 61. So, uh, if you, if you went 63, then you'd be down 20 bucks. But if he went 31, you'd win 30 times your money. Now, this line has dropped to 54 at last look. I still think it's playable at 54, but I don't love it because I feel like there's definitely some risk, more risk on the on the other side at 54, where at 61, I just can't fathom him falling that much, that far down. Um, but I also think there's still a lot of upside to be had because if he sneaks in that first round, you can still get upwards of 20x your buy-in so that's a bet that i've been talking a lot about it's it's one that uh, i still kind of like and and the thing you got to remember too is you're like damn how did you just say he's like five six seven to one to go round one and then you can get you know 20x on your buy-in it's just that fashion it's just the way that that bet works on points bet where they give you a little bit better potential payout but you do have risk on the backside that that you have to account for so Uh, and the tricky thing on those wagers too is you have to have that money in your account so you know if you want to get uh you know if you want to get 30x on on a hundred dollar wager um you know you got to have some cheese (laughs) you got to have some cheese you got to have your 30k in your account to be able to make that wager that's the uh that's the tricky spot but it's, uh, it's still a lot of fun, and uh, if you don't want to go that route, you can certainly look at the um, at the teams that potentially could draft him. And right now, the uh, the, the team that's the favorites, the Steelers right now, he's, uh, what, plus 375 on BetMGM is not good enough, but DraftKings has it at plus 600. My somewhat worry here on the Steelers is they just don't have a lot of picks, and if they had more picks, I'd think they could take them at what like 45 or so Um, but I just it's hard for me to think they're going to take a backup quarterback when they were so close to the playoffs a year ago and uh, and they don't have extra picks to spend on such things so I'd probably fade the Steelers there I think they're the favorite because that's where uh, Kuyper had them put at so I think some of the other teams that I'm interested in is I like the Chargers a lot Uh, you can get them on DraftKings 11 to 1 um, this would obviously be more of a round two pick for them, but it's definitely a spot I could see you know easily happening. The Colts at 9-1 to one on BetMGM, uh, obviously they've got Phillip Rivers, but I think he's there for a year. I think he's a year and done. And they pick early round two, but also another one of these teams that could slide up and not have to give up a whole ton of draft capital to get into that first round and take him and then lastly you got the patriots at uh at 10 to 1 as well doesn't maybe you think fit the mold just because we've seen tom brady bear there and he's a statue but that doesn't mean that belichick wouldn't want a mobile quarterback if one is uh is available and we've seen the success of you know certainly other players uh you know in in that afc and um And it wouldn't shock me one bit to see New England. You can get them at ten to one. So you know those are really interesting odds for me on Jalen Hurts. And uh, if you want to go over to Prize Picks, they've got him. They've got him on the board, and he's sitting at uh, I think fifty. Let's see, fifty five, fifty five and a half is the number on him on Prize Picks. And uh, I would still take the under on that. Again, with Prize Picks, there's it's not the spread betting issue that you have on Points Bet. Where you kind of worry about if he goes over, you can really lose your house. If he would go, uh, you know, thirty picks past, that's not that's not what this deal is. If he goes over fifty five, you're out. But I still think Jalen Hurts is a, a prospect that is moving up the boards. All right, let's get to some wide receivers here next, and uh, this is a position which has a ton of depth at it, and I don't really have a good feel on who's going to go first at this um at this position uh you know the the guy that um, the guy that you know obviously got the most steam quote unquote right now is uh is CD Lamb. I think he's the favorite right now in terms of wide receivers to be selected uh, and this draft is kind of weird in the sense that You've got a whole bunch of teams in the same area who kind of need receivers. Jacksonville at 9 could use one. Um, The Jets at 11 could use one. The Raiders at 12. San Francisco at 13. All those squads could use some wide receivers. So uh, there's a chance that uh, we could see a bunch of these guys go. And it's just a matter of preference in terms of what they're looking for. Like Ruggs is a guy who I think has the most upside maybe of all these three wide receivers, but I also think, you know, he's probably got the most downside as well. So I don't know, like the odds on him being the first wide receiver picked are six to one. I don't hate it because I could see somebody get enamored with him and his speed and take him. Um, but I just not confident enough, but six to one's a pretty good price because that's on FanDuel and that's, uh, that's about two points higher than you're getting on DraftKings and you know, points bet only has it at three to one. So you're you're getting you're getting some uh some good odds on him, at least on FanDuel for that. But it's gonna be Lamb, Judy, or Ruggs. It doesn't make a whole lot of sense, I think, to grab anybody else in terms of first wide receiver taken. And uh in, in terms of the spot where it goes, you know, if a guy like Akuda and Simmons are not available for the Jags at nine, I'm starting to come around with them taking a wide receiver here. Uh, I, I've listened to a lot of Doug Marone and one of the things he said is we need to bring in additional playmakers and obviously DJ Chark looks like he's got ability to be a really good player after the season he had last year, but outside of him, DD Westbrook has been a bit of a disappointment. Chris Conley, um, he's all right, but. Uh, he's been in the league a while. He's played with Patrick Mahomes. If he was going to be a great player, he probably would have seen it already. So uh, I, I definitely think they're in the market to add a big wide receiver here. And the one issue you run into is not issue, but it's a good problem to have. Is there's a lot of depth at this position? So you can ask yourself, you know, are we better just taking a corner in this spot because there's not nearly as as deep of a position, and then grabbing. A wide receiver with our second first-round pick, or in round two, because we can, you know, get a guy like maybe Justin Jefferson or uh, T. Higgins or Denzel Mims or whomever it may be. Like a lot of these guys, Michael Pittman Jr. There's a ton of really talented uh, players at that position. Um, but I'm starting to come around a little bit here on Jacksonville. You know, taking a wide receiver at nine. Um, I also think there's a really good likelihood that they trade out of this position. And there's been a lot of projections of Atlanta moving up, taking one of the corners in that spot. And I think that's 100% uh, uh, a thing that could happen in this draft. And it wouldn't shock me one bit. Jacksonville's a team that uh, they're building for the future. And, you know, I've said before, I don't think they're going to take a quarterback. The only stipulation of that is if Tua would fall to them at nine. If Tua falls to them at nine, I think they might take him because... Um, and if they don't, they might trade out of that spot to somebody who wants them. Like, New England can come up and get Tua once he starts falling near the top 10. They're not going to be able to pay the price to get him in the top three to five. That's That doesn't seem realistic. So, um, I, I just think they're, like, basically looking and saying, okay, we're going to go one year with Minshew. Maybe we'll sign Andy Dalton. And if things go off the rails, which they probably will, well, we only have... Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields, you know, two w- uh, incredible quarterback prospects to top next year's draft. And you're silly if you don't think they're kind of thinking and looking that way based on the trading of A.J. Boyer, Calais Campbell, apparently Leonard Fournette's going to be gone, traded Ramsey last season. So um, the writing's on the wall. This is a tank season here for Jacksonville, taking a quarterback unless they view him as a a next level prospect. And I think there's a chance they might be thinking that way on Tua. I think there's zero chance they're thinking of that on anybody else in this draft, at least in round one or two. So that's why I think Jacksonville interesting spot here, but uh, you know, if they stay, I will say they take a wide receiver and, um, and I think you can get some pretty good prices on, um, on, you know, the uh, the odds to, to get a wide receiver going to Jacksonville. Unfortunately, picks by team is not something that they don't have it. They only have it for the Colts, Giants, Jets, and Eagles because these markets are in those regulated markets. But uh, if you can find uh, a wide receiver to go to Jacksonville, I kind of like that. I um, kind of like that spot. Uh, the other things to look at, the other wide receivers that I think are kind of interesting here, and... I think you can get. Let's see if I can find here who's drafted first. That's always a fun one um, because we're not going to have you know huge difference in odds here. Not going to get great prices on these. Again, this is another example of like, do I really want to lay you know minus one forty five on Brandon Ayuk to get drafted before Jalen Rager? Not really. Like, just not that comfortable and kind of laying uh, that kind of money. Uh, One bet, though, I think is kind of interesting is I don't hate the idea of taking T. Higgins over Denzel Mims because you can get that at plus money. You can get that at plus 154 on uh, on Higgins to be drafted first. And uh, I think that a lot of the scouting community loves Denzel Mims. Um, I didn't love the production I saw from Denzel Mims. And I think that T. Higgins, um, not only did he produce at Clemson at... An incredibly high level it didn't test great at the combine but there's something to be said too for the track record that these Clemson wide receivers have whether it's uh, DeAndre Hopkins whether it's a uh, Mike Williams um, uh, Sammy Watkins uh, even Hunter Renfro a year ago was was pretty productive as a late-round draft choice. they The receivers from Clemson have been very, very good on this next level. Might not project to be a superstar, but I think the downside is really low. And the one thing he has that a lot of receivers don't, is size he's like six foot four most of these guys are topping out at about six one uh, until you get to pitman jr so he's a, a differentiator in terms of the type of wide receiver he is compared to some of the other guys in the draft so if you're looking for that big bodied guy with a huge catch radius he's the number one guy that fits that mold so for that reason uh, i don't i actually kind of like him at plus money to be drafted before denzel mims who um might easily still go in the first round, uh, but I, I like Higgins, and I think I'm in the minority. In fact, I know I'm in the minority on that one. We'll see. Uh, we'll see how it uh, how it plays out. Um, all right, let's let's get to the last position here. Get this wrapped up for you again. Um, if you're uh, going to be watching the draft tonight, a couple of things for us to pimp. First off, join us today in RotoGrinders.com. Global Poker. We've got a huge Satellite Tournament here tonight because they've got their 500k SC uh, kind of final happening on Sunday. So we've got like 70 tickets, I think it is, for that. And those aren't are cheap. They're like 540 bucks. So we've got like a $11 qualifier tonight, um, $10 add-ons for this as well and uh or rebuys so if you bust out in the first 10 minutes you're not out of the tournament unless you're air crane of course and you can't find the rebuy button but uh be sure to join us tonight for that and obviously we're going to be playing poker but we're going to be watching the draft we're going to be doing a stream we're going to be drinking we're going to be betting it's going to be tons of fun so uh join us tonight on roto grinders for that should be uh tremendous stuff and while you're doing that why don't you do it with a nice Coors Light. That's right. You know, life today, it's 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 crazy. It is crazy time. But the one thing that I certainly need to do is chill out. And I do it a lot. I got a beautiful back patio. And when I do, I often do it with uh, a, a nice ice cold Coors Light. It really helps you out when uh, you're wanting to chill. And the best thing about it, I know, is you can look at that bottle. The mountains on the bottle and the cans, they turn blue when, you're, when your beer is cold. And uh, Coors Light... That way you always know it's time to chill. Uh, So if you need to hit that reset button, just open a Coors Light. It's Mountain Cold Refreshment, and it's made to chill. Born in the Rockies in 1978, Coors Light Refreshing Crisp. And get this, only 102 calories. So uh, check it out. Crack one open uh, with the draft tonight. So that's why Coors Light, it's the one that I choose when I need a moment to chill. I'll break one out tonight for sure. I've got a whole... Uh, fridge full out back so when you want to reset reach for the beer that's made to chill you can have Coors Light delivered by going to getcoorslight.com finding a local delivery option near you and uh, make sure and of course um, you need to celebrate responsibly and Coors Brewing Company is in Golden Colorado uh, so definitely appreciate their sponsorship of the morning grind Uh, and I'll be having one of those Maybe a couple of those tonight <laughs> during our show. All right, back to the running back spot, and this is interesting. Uh, I just tweeted it out this morning, and uh, we're seeing a ton of steam. First running back to go on Clyde edwards hilaire just a couple of weeks ago it was about twenty to one, down to three to one over on DraftKings Sportsbook. I looked on points bet; they're nine to one on this bet. So if you like that. Um, huge, again, shop around if you're in these regulated markets, because you can certainly get better prices at different betting outlets. So nine to one on points bet for him. But I think that him and Taylor are the guys that, uh, I'd be willing to, to, you know, again, get the plus money on here. DeAndre Swift is the favorite. Okay. There's no question about it, but, uh, not that he's a bad running back. He's not a bad running back, but, um, When you can get four to one on Jonathan Taylor, nine to one on Edwards Hilaire, that's pretty good money, especially when you consider the latest mock draft from, uh, from Kuyper. And again, he's not the end all be all, but he's got Taylor going at the end of round one as the first running back, not DeAndre Swift and Clyde Edwards Hilaire. I'll tell you the spot that seems real sneaky for him could be that uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers team because they need a running back who can catch the ball. We saw him do it last year with Joe Burrow, and uh, I think he would fit that system way better than um, pretty much anybody in this draft because they need a running back who can catch. And, you know, Taylor might be that guy that had some drops at Wisconsin. Swift certainly can do that as well. We've seen him, you know, at, at Georgia, but I just worry about, whether he's going to hold up. He just never got the carries and didn't have a particularly explosive senior season out there at Georgia behind like the best offensive line in the country. Just loaded up with big dudes and, uh, and just didn't, didn't stand out. Like I love JK Dobbins almost more than anybody in this draft. He's not going to go in the first round, but you know, if you're looking to make a little bet on rookie of the year, sprinkle some JK Dobbins because if he gets in the right spot uh, last year, he was the most productive college running back by far, and uh, against some of the toughest competitions out there, uh, week in and week out, uh, especially in that you know defensive-minded kind of Big Ten conference. So I love J.K. Dobbins. I think Cam Akers is uh, is a fun prospect as well, um, but uh, again, not not really seeing a place where we can make a ton of money betting on those guys. But. Uh, uh, just wanted to throw my opinions out there but i do think edwards hilaire and i think taylor first running back taken especially with that position too because like the the different players bring different um aspects to their game different things they're good at and you really want to draft a type of running back so even if people look at swift as like the best running back that might not be the type of running back that a certain team may need so that's why i think uh you know it's not always boiled down to who's the highest rated prospect it's who fits what they need at that position so uh there you go there's some uh there's some draft bets for you been a lot of fun love talking some nfl draft be sure to tune in to the show tonight uh we're gonna see uh a lot of fireworks you know if you think you know how it's gonna go It's not going to go. Last year it was what that Cleland Farrell kid from Clemson that went in the top five and wasn't projected until the second round for most places. So there's going to be some surprise picks along the way, Um, but have some fun with it. Sweat it tonight with some poker. Again, prize picks. If you want to try that, if you're not in one of the uh, regulated states for sports betting, uh, I think prize picks is in like 40 states or so. Um, in that neighborhood so check them out uh, promo code GRINDERS when you signed up 25% bonus up to 1K and uh, we'll be talking a lot about them because they're going to be doing this in progress as well on the poker stream tonight so uh, we'll be doing some screen sharing doing some bets there um, live in real time so alright we gotta get on out of here uh, thanks for joining us again today Stevie will be back tomorrow on the morning grind uh, you can catch me most days over there on Sirius XM Fantasy Radio. We are uh, uh, from 7 to 8 each and every night and uh, hopefully we get sports back soon enough, Uh, but tonight should be a good one. So until next time, uh, have yourself a great evening. Join us for some poker and we will see you.